Xbox, record this, is a podcast celebrating all things gaming, Xbox, and the good old days. If you'd like to find out more, head to xboxrecordthis.com. Oh, hello, Daddy Diwali here, and welcome to Xbox Record This Episode 13. I apologize in advance. We've got some sort of mechanical issue over with Bubble Boy and Seven, as usual. So uh, joining me, as always, is the assistant to the co-host over here at Xbox Record This, Chipotle Bear. Chipotle Bear, how are you, my friend? I am doing great, Daddy Diwali. Thank you for asking. It's been a big week in the Martinez household. We finished our last official quote unquote required house project. We have no more popcorn ceiling and wallpaper is down and we is now fully painted. So although wow. I am sore, it feels real great. So it's been good. How are you doing? Congratulations. I'm doing well. Thank you. Uh, Jose is our resident handyman of the show. Chance, you know, claims to be handyman. He started this basement project, but I don't know what happened to that. I remember seeing one picture and then Goose brought up a good point about the floating wall. I wonder if he adjusted for that. So Bubble Boy, uh, joining us as always, the assistant to the assistant to the co-host. How are you? And update us with your finished basement. Oh, I'm I'm happy to be here as always. I've never claimed to be a handyman, not once. I think Chapo can back me up on that one. Um, you're a wonderful I, assistant to the handyman, much like an assistant to the assistant. Just want to throw that out. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I finished the new baby's dresser today, so that was handy. As far as the basement goes, yeah, no, obviously, uh, absolutely not. And Goose was 100% right about the floating uh, yeah. lumber. So Yes, yes. I, I remember that in our new build over in Parker had the same thing. I was like, Why? What, what's going on here? And then Allie's dad, my wife's uh, dad, is a he built homes for a living. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's because, you know, the foundation settles and Yep. It's to yeah to make sure your walls. Yeah, Jim something structural. Went, so yeah, you yeah, have to build went, it like that. He went back and they're all floating now. Yeah. Well, uh, thanks for that update. I, so, wait, who did that? That wasn't you. No, or that God, was no. Ashley's dad did all that. <laughs> Jim's a man too. I did some See, well, here's the thing, him. guys. For all our listeners out there, by the way, thank you to all our listeners. We are up to almost 300 listens. That's I'm pretty happy about that. Pretty exciting stuff. So. Uh, you probably noticed uh, I've been doing a lot of self-promotion by replying to a lot of tweets with the Xbox Record This account. So hopefully that's getting some views and getting us a larger audience. But for those of you who don't know, Chance, well, you wouldn't know, Chance sent out a picture of this basement and this new, he basically framed out the wall down there and it looked as if he was the one doing it. But now I'm just finding out that it is in fact not him and his What What made it look like I did it? Jose, back me up on here. Didn't no. it look like he was doing it? Yeah, I pictured it was like that scene in Zoolander where the everybody's working for the weekend is on, and yeah. he's like walking through the mine chains. Was there exactly. with like his tool belt, shirt off, right? Tattoos That's... alive. Yeah, because recently he also sent out that picture of like him building the playground in the background which i'm sure he probably did build that I no, did. He, bu- he built that for so mm-hmm. that's why i'm like oh my god and no, i he's did building, the flooring he's doing f- structural foundation walls and stuff like that i'm like what is going on framing i'm like what what is going on here yeah no he's he's a weekend warrior he's definitely earned that title for sure and i'm learning it's about all as much about as the guys. right tools man if you have the right tools yeah. it it 
and obviously a little practice and know-how and YouTube, YouTube and yeah. the right tools and you can do True. anything and practice and just speaking of YouTube, it. you can check out XRT on YouTube. Just so you know, uh, Jose's wrong. It's actually at Xbox record this. That's the I said you could check channel. out XRT though. I didn't give him the URL. Uh, XRT could, could stand for a lot of things. Anyway, guys, let's jump into it again. Xbox is nonstop. It's not going to slow down until who knows at this point, just nonstop news, nonstop positive gaming goodness for us over here on the xbox side so let's jump into it i'd like to share my what i've been playing for last because i've got a lot to say and you know what that means we got a review incoming so chipotle bear why don't you tell me what you've been playing this week actually i want both of your impressions right away on the ascent so let's start off with that Okay, so starting with The Ascent, which uh, for those that don't know, Bubble Boy and myself jumped into it last night. Um, Daddy D. Wally was going to join us, and then he got sucked into a Sopranos marathon, which is totally justifiable. No judgment. Can I Uh, share? We just finished season one. I just got to the end of season one. Tony just threatened. Oh, I probably shouldn't even say it. His mother, basically. Yeah, no, no, no. Welcome to 2002, buddy. Uh, So good to have (laughs) you. No, 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 dude. They were talking about the millennium on this. So this is 1999. (laughs) I'm a little behind, 21 uh, years. Keep going, Jose. Anyway, so Chance and I jumped into The Ascent, which for if you don't know is brand new on Xbox Game Pass. You can check it out yourself if you have Game Pass. Um, and the best way you could describe it is a dual stick shooter. It looks a lot like Diablo, and there are elements that are Diablo-esque, but it's not really like Diablo in the same kind of like dungeon crawling piece of it. Um, initial impressions are good. Uh, you know, it's definitely, we, we discovered in some discussion, it's probably a lot more fun to play with somebody else or, or up to four people online co-op or couch co-op, but, uh, you certainly could play it by yourself. I mean, basically you're, um, you're what they call an indent, which is short for indentured servant. And, uh, you're trying to, this company that kind of owns everybody, this mega corporation in the future has collapsed and you're kind of trying to figure out what happened. That's part of the story that we've heard so far. Uh, and it's cool. I mean, it, I definitely was like a nice casual game. I mean, I'll be honest, the story wasn't um, overwhelming in what we played. Even though it was there, it was kind of like loosely hinted at and stuff. So we'll see if that develops or not. But it was a fun game. Your thoughts, Bubba Boy? Yeah, I liked the character creation because it was simple. It wasn't too much. We both got to have a little bit of um, variety, but then we matched some things too. Yep, so we looked, yep, it, we were like on a team. That was kind of cool. Um I would echo what Chapo said about the story. Like there's clearly some really cool um, world building in it and characters and you learn almost nothing about them, at least so far. Uh, we, we didn't get too far. I know we probably played for what, like two hours maybe mm-hmm. and, and didn't get really far because we, we went on a super long tangent one time um, based off of what I can only assume was probably a glitch or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to continuing it for sure. Yeah. It was the one thing that I actually really like, but is that the world is pretty open. You can go almost anywhere you want, kind of where we're at. Um, but there are definitely pockets of enemies that are way leveled above you. And if you wander into one, you get destroyed. And so it's kind of a natural barrier to let you explore a little bit. Um, but there's definitely a lot of elements like, like Chance said to the bubble building, like just, or not to the bubble building, to the character building. Uh, in terms of like, you if you can, could build with build with bubbles, then yeah, I think it a couple more points to add on. Yeah, no, I cool. would I would add to that. Let I me just think, wait, wait, wait. Let me what, give me one pro that you like or a positive that you like. One thing that you're like eh, that you're not feeling so much. And by the way, we're having some technical difficulties. Bubble Boy N7 out there in Kansas, his video has been disabled due to internet quality issues. So just I see his video. Fine. 
I don't. Anyway, continue. Chance positive and a negative. I mean, it's probably for the best. People don't need to see me anyway. (laughs) Um, The positive, like uh, Chapo was saying, in terms of the camera angle, like Diablo, I like that it does it, and it's it's at a diagonal, but then it gets dynamic at times too. So it zooms in and it follows you around a little bit and it kind of depends on what's going on. That's kind of cool. And the con again was just, I'm like, well, hey, I want to know more about that really cool alien that we just talked to um, or just how did we get to this point? So I would add to, sorry, that not that it's the same kind of game as Outriders, but Chapo and I also both started Outriders together um, and then, quickly stopped i hope to not do that with this one so if i had to choose between one or the other i think i would want to keep playing the ascent over outriders yeah i was going to say the exact same thing that we this is we did one night together and it was great and then we just kind of went our own ways in terms of gaming but uh one positive for me definitely liked i like their gun system because you basically there's only three kinds of guns you can have there's basically like small slash pistol guns, then like a big rifle and then kind of like a tactical weapon. And what I really like about it is that when you um, upgrade one of them, even if you change the gun, that gun will stay at the new level that you've upgraded to. So you don't have to like, I always worry about that in a game where when you upgrade a gun, it's like the lowest tier and you have to upgrade it. It makes you not want to spend your XP and stuff like that. So I like that. Uh, The one con I would say is I, there was not a lot of guidance at the beginning where I was like, what do we do? Where do we go? And it's, it's a very visual, busy screen. And so it just, that was a little overwhelming at first. I'm sure that would get, you get used to that and you figure it out as you go. But sometimes I would like just a little more guidance in the beginning. That was my con. But overall, cool. I'm excited to keep playing it. Nice. Thank you guys. Well, I'm excited. I definitely want to try. Sorry, I missed out. Like they mentioned earlier, I was, my wife wouldn't let me go. She got sucked into Sopranos. And I'm actually glad because now we're through season one. So. I look forward to trying The Ascent. That's probably going to be, it should be the next game I'm playing. But guys, uh, are there any other games that you played this week that you want to mention? Chipotle, Chipotle, oh, yeah. We're, you guys would be so proud of me. I was crushing it this oh, week. Oh, yeah, so. that's right. You guys, so, oh, tell uh, us. Okay, so, exciting news, you guys. We need to hear Alan Wake impressions from Chipotle Bear. Speaking of an old game, wow. A break, well, hang on, hang on. This. Let me back this up first. So, so first off, we uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator came out this week on Game Pass as well on the uh, Series X and S. Uh, got to try that. I will say very cool um, in terms of just like a very beautiful game. It was definitely fun to really try to fly a plane. It gives me a new whole respect for pilots because definitely crashed multiple times because it just it's not as intuitive as it in my mind. Um, I'll be honest. I played for about an hour probably total and then I deleted the game like it's I got what I needed to. It was fun. I saw my house. I saw Red Rocks. I, I flew by my school and stuff. And then uh, a couple places on the globe and I'm done, uh, which I'm, I was more than happy. Again, visually, it's pretty impressive that it can run on the Series X and S. So huge shout out to Microsoft. Go ahead, Dueli. Yeah. And I was going to say, I basically did the same thing. And if I had more time, like indefinite time, I'd buy a flight stick and like really try to learn. But unfortunately, mm-hmm. I don't because, but it is really cool. Beautiful. Keep going, Jose. No, absolutely. Totally agree. Uh, so do that. And then big news. I did finally get into Alan Wake. Uh, And just so you both know, I had already downloaded it when it was on Game Pass and I thought I could actually play it, but it actually locks you out once it's gone from Game Pass. So I did go buy it. It was like 20 bucks. Uh, Very cool game. Like I, uh, what you do with light in it is pretty amazing. Like they did, it was such a creative game in that aspect Um, and legitimately kind of creepy and scary at definitely multiple points throughout the game. Um, It's a six episode game. And I don't know if you, either of you know this, when it originally launched, was it released in like segments 
kind of like Walking Dead. It was just all one. That's just how that story goes. Okay. So um, that piece was really cool. This I actually genuinely enjoyed the story. I liked the ending. Um, I probably burned whoa, through whoa, it. Whoa, in... whoa, 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 whoa. You beat it? Oh, yeah. I finished it already. Okay. Well, then we're going to stop right here. I need the, your review next week. Okay. You're, you're getting to it. I okay. need you to write okay. up the review. I didn't know okay. that you beat it. Yeah, dude. So I was going to stop. Because I, right I, 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 I knew we were going to play Ascent, and I was like, I got to get it to before Ascent. Well, I'm proud of you. Then you did great. So. Yeah, thank you. And, and on oh top my gosh, of that, another game. I know. I started Narita Boy. On top of that, oh, what do you think? It was not what I visualized when you were talking about. But I, I mean, I'm literally like 15 minutes in when I say started. Um, very cool. I'm excited to keep playing it. And when you talk about the flashing, that was the other question I want to ask you guys. Are you talking about like in the opening dialogue scene? There was like the motherboard, and she's like flashing on the screen while you're talking to her. Is that the flashing you're talking about, or is that coming still? Uh, that's a part of it. There's just a lot of flashing strobing lights. And then like, whenever you see a TV, I don't remember if there's a TV with a guy's face on it with like a mustache and a beard or like, that's where it's really like, Oh gosh, just this constant strobing. Okay. Like, okay, I don't know, yet. just the whole style of it. You saw like, it's very yeah. unique. And like, like you said, it wasn't, I didn't do a good job describing it apparently, but, uh, I can see why people are sensitive to it. So I'm excited. Wow. So much to hear from impressions from Chipotle Bear next week, hopefully. I know. So I'm excited. I'll have the review for Alan Wake. Bubble you Boy, it, of course. Have you played? Is there anything else you would like to add to what you've been playing as well? I did almost the exact same thing as as uh, sounds like everybody else on Flight Simulator. I took off from Centennial Airport and was like, oh, oh, "Where am I going to go? Where am I going to go? Oh, uh, Gateway. Gateway's right there." Um, and then and then I went. Which, if you don't know, Gateway is the high school that I've worked at for 12 years now. Um, and then we went and flew over Lambeau Field in Green Bay to see if we could find it. We found my old house. We found Green Mountain High School where the three of us went. Uh, and then I was like, well, I just, let's just try, let's try some of the other, the, like the training and some of the, I guess, quote missions and oh boy, is it, is it buggy? Um, and I can't complain like a, it was free and B the fact that we even have access to it to try and pretend to play is impressive, but, um, I'm going to, I'm going to be un, um, unloading it. Is that the right word from my, yeah. Did Ashley play or did you? Oh, she she didn't actually physically take the controller, but she did come over and be like, "Ooh, well, okay, that's why." I mean, I did I wouldn't have chosen to go to Lambo. It would have been Arrowhead, Arrowhead Stadium, yeah, for sure. Because um, Victoria so, tried it here, she liked it. She played a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I did. You try different planes. I tried so, two different. Yeah, okay. and that's one thing I wanted to bring up is like the the, the slow one, the whatever the Cessna, I think it is, or whatever the base one, the the slowest one is almost too slow to get from like point to point you know and so i upped it and then i'm just i was flying too fast by everything so i don't know is there a way you can pause it and just like to free roam the camera i'm sure there you, is i just couldn't figure it out or you can't we couldn't either we couldn't either yeah. and we went i could we got to the point we were trying to fly over her school then um in kiowa and we got there and i know you could it took a minute to even figure out how to just pause and you can rotate but you can't like you know, no, like in Forza, if you were going to go yeah. to picture mode and stuff. I mean, to be uh, fair, that's couldn't... just Google Earth at that point. You could probably. It's the yeah, same thing. but it's like it's different when you're like flying and you want to compare it. So yeah. no, I know I tried I, the same thing. I couldn't figure it yeah. out. Yeah, 
It is. And I am actually, I'm not going to, I am going to keep it downloaded yeah. because I will wait for the Top Gun yeah. and I will, I will love to see the difference. Yeah. Right. And I yeah. did try flying one of the 747s oh, did you? and it is kind of cool how unbelievably different it is. It was, wow. it's, it's like impossible though, not impossible, but in any of the bigger planes, your, your vision from the cockpit is so minimal that and you don't have some obviously like air traffic control or maybe later on there is but like in the real world and all these other gadgets and computers that help them guide right into landing i tried landing the 747 and it was dear god no well it sounds like you actually i played quite a bit yeah, you played a lot more than i did dude yeah. I, did. Sure. It was, I mean go ahead it was probably like two or three hours, but I, each little thing I did was like, well, then now I want to try this. Yeah. Or I want to try that. And so, like I said, if I had more time, I would definitely spend more with it. But I think I am going to keep it on my box because one, this is the first game where I played where like even Allie was like, like you said, your wives were like checking it out and seeing how cool it was. And like, wow, that really does look at go fly to here, go fly here. And we flew over, we flew over mile high, flew downtown Denver, was following like Sixth Avenue to Green Mountain and everything like that. Did you do and Red then, Rocks like Chainsaw? Yeah. Yep. So I flew by Red Rocks and I actually had a perfect angle where if I would have turned right, you would I would have gotten the pic- perfect picture of it where you could see into the amphitheater, but I crashed right into the mountain. And then I just crashed so bad it flipped the, the plane over, you know, since yeah, it was dude, uneasy. Too so I, I couldn't get out. So I, was, I had to reload. I'm like, I don't want to fly for 20 minutes from Centennial again. So, so we, I learned though, you don't have to fly out of an airport. Yeah, you oh, can you go can anywhere pick you a want. Spot on map. and it'll you just can. Yeah, that oh, made it a too. whole lot better because yeah. we were starting from all these random <laughs> airports, and then I, wow. I think I accidentally clicked on. Oh, we were trying to find her parents' house, um, and she's like, "Well, just click there." And I clicked it, and it was like, "You want to ascend from here?" And I was like, "Oh, wow. yeah, sure." And de- it, sure, perfect. And then it just bloop, and then okay. you're going, you're in the air. So yeah, try it out. Cause that's how we flew over. We flew around looking for Disney world and couldn't find it. And yeah. then from the map, it's easier to find and then just yeah. start above it. It's, it is really cool though. Like just, and I like how they even show you kind of like the landmarks and everything. So you yeah. have some super beautiful for go. sure. And just crazy. It's just crazy. Like chance that it's running on this. And, but just such a cool technology. And I loved even Grayson was just like engrossed. It just like wouldn't stop staring, you know? So it's really cool. Something I can play for like 10, 15 minutes in front of them. Just, just check yeah, it out and show them that's, places, And I you know? did it again tonight, I think, because we started at 830 and it was like 810 when I was coming out from showering and getting ready for the weekend stuff. And, and I was like, oh, I got a couple minutes. And I do, I remembered, I want to go fly over Dubai and check Dubai out. That was one I didn't do that I still want to try. That's really good. Now you're making, okay, it's definitely staying. It's only like 50 gigs. And I just need to watch a video of like quick shortcuts on how to pause and fly around. And like you said, pick the coordinates or your, it showed, it was cool. I was looking at my friends and it showed chance your latitude and longitude of where you were. And I was like, this is awesome. Like, so, and, and did you notice like it shows real flights and flights coming in and out when you're looking at that map? Like, and yeah, I, started, I didn't even, I started know. to look up the flight and, and it, sure enough, it was like, it just landed at DA and it was just showing it right before landing at DA. Like, it's crazy how accurate it's showing all the live flights that are happening right now in the area, I'm, which is I'm wild. curious if anyone has, has had sat down with their dad and I'm guessing no, I, oh no, no, my Ashley's. Dad Oh, did he really? Yeah, I, he I'm sure Ashley's playing. dad is going to be like, I like yeah. video games now. No, Get it. exactly. My dad was <laughs> like, What did your dad is... think? 
he's like, wow, this looks really aw- This is really cool. Look at how he was there. He randomly came by right when I was trying to show it to him. So it was perfect time. And he's like, look at here, fly here, fly here. And he loved it. He's like, yeah, I used to have flight simulator. I remember back in like, you know, when it first launched, I'm like, dad, this is the same flight simulator. Think about how crazy that is, how much it's, you know, progressed over. So shout out to flight oh, simulator. That's, yeah, that's so cool. He got to see that. Though. Yeah, that I was so cool. glad he randomly came by and saw that. So shout out to simulator. I'm keeping it on my Xbox no more thinking about it, just to jump in like that. So uh, I played Sim- Flight Simulator, but here's the big one, you guys. I beat Death Store, and I was talking to you guys about oh, this yeah, last yeah. night. So let's get into the official Xbox record this review, Daddy Diwali style, for Death's Door 2021. So right off the bat, this is my personal game of the year for 2021. Uh, I know Chance was arguing Mass Effect Legendary came out last this year. Yes, that did Chance, but that's also a remaster, we, and I'm not including. Let me continue. Some, okay, let me okay. continue with my game of the year logic another time. But right now, this is the best game I've played this year that came out this year, and it's a brand new IP. Uh, I would describe Death's Door as the Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past or Zelda: Link's Awakening sequel that I've always wanted. If you love those types of games, Death's Door is for you. It hit me right in the Zelda nostalgia feels big time. And I've also heard that the uh, game resembles the Dark Souls series in some ways, but I've not played those, so I can't confirm that or not. Uh, I think overall I would describe this game as an old school top-down Zelda game with Ori and the Blind Forest charm. So pros, satisfying combat and boss battles, satisfying dungeons, settings, and world design fantastic gadgets and weapons that build on each other in combat and exploration, charming characters, world and overall design. And I, I usually don't like final boss boss battles where it's almost too much or they just throw everything at you. I really like the final boss battle in this game. And like I said, most of them are ridiculous. I really enjoyed it, even though I was getting pissed because I was playing on a hard difficulty and I'll explain about that later. But uh, again, just, Awesome, awesome gameplay that was so satisfying to play. And gameplay, I feel like, just rules all. Uh, Cons. I said that my only con really was the story was just okay, but that was probably my fault for not really digging deep into it. I was more concerned about just playing. Like Whenever someone was talking to me, I'd just skim it really quickly, and that was on me. I've heard some people really like the story, but to me, I prefer something like Zelda, but that's just because, you know, the, the... prince or the guy saving the the princess you know but and then a lot of people complained about the lack of a map and objective markers which is true there is no maps and you basically have to memorize where you're going um and there's not there's not like an objective marker in anything so that to me like i was kind of used to that from uh previous zelda titles i never really used my map and i i just remembered there is one in a uh, link to the past, but I never really used it. I just, I just kind of memorized the map. So that wasn't really a problem for me, but I can see how that might be a problem for some people. So overall for me, XRT rating scale, this is a nine out of 10, an incredible game. Wow. I was tempted to give it a 10 because I, I want to, I wish I was playing it right now. I can't, I, I wanted here. Uh, overall, I highly recommend it. Uh, I couldn't stop thinking about this when I stopped playing. I just wanted to keep playing more and more. Again, if you are a Zelda fan, this is a must play. I paid $17 for it because I pre-ordered it and they had a discount for pre-ordering it. Uh, it's normally 20. It's worth $60. I, I 
thought about getting Link's Awakening remake on Switch, but I'm so glad I played this instead because I had already played Link's Awakening and I'm sure the graphics are prettier now, but I guarantee this plays better. And it took me 17 hours to beat uh, with only the parachute, or sorry, parachute, the um, umbrella. The umbrella was my main weapon. There's an achievement for beating the game only using your umbrella, which is the weakest weapon in the game. So basically uh, you're playing on hard mode and I died. I died a lot. You're going to die in this game. I guess that might be a con. You're going to die. It's uh, called I Death died a lot. Store. That makes sense. <laughs> and um, and then I it took me about 18 hours and 45 minutes in the in the menu it showed me to get 100% completion. So I went back and did some few other things that which didn't take long and the extra things to get the true ending were fun to me. So uh, I loved it after beating it. I immediately wanted to start a new game and try with the base weapons because I didn't really get to experience the game with the base stuff. So again, nine out of 10, Death Store. Shout out to Acid Nerve. That's the developer. I just, I remembered that you guys- It's a cool studio name. Awesome, yeah, awesome studio name, right? And shout out, Acid Nerve, you guys made an amazing game, my game of the year so far. Everybody should go buy this game. So that's my quick review. Do you guys have any questions or thoughts on Death's Door? Yeah, in the 1990s movie Hackers, the girl's name was Acid Burn. Do you think she is the head of the studio? <laughs> no, these guys are way cooler than uh, Hackers. <laughs> Chance, were you going to say something? Yeah, I was just curious. So it says like, like um, Demon's Souls, but kinder. Did you, did you, were you getting frustrated when you were dying? Yes. I was getting frustrated. Oh, and I didn't mention there's no way to refill your. I think I told you guys this. Yeah, no you were telling us to for your health, right? Online last night. You didn't say it on here, though. Yeah, so you can refill your. There are these pots that you can refill. They're kind of like random health refills throughout the map. But once it's full and you enter a battle, like a boss battle, you can't refill your health. There's no potion. There's no way to, like an Ori where you, there's that power where you can use energy to refill your health. Once you enter a battle, that's the health you have. And that's it. You can't refill it until you win the battle. And they do have stuff like nearby, but for most, for the most part, you're, you're dealing with killing guys on your own. And if you die, it sends you all the way back to where whatever the last door, which are kind of like the checkpoints are that you okay. came out of. And because so. I think what I meant was more like, so like when you die in Ori and you die like over and over and over and it's frustrating, it's very different than dying yes. in a Souls or Sekiro game where where you're like just devastated. You're like, oh my God, no, I have to go do all that over. Again. Yeah, I would say it's a would little be not as intense, like what you're describing. Like, yeah, I was upset, but at the same time, I'm like, okay, I'm not that far and I can get back. And it's not like that difficult to get back there. Okay. Like I know that de like demon souls is like, it's like heartbreaking, you know, if you have to do it all over again, but in Ori, you're right. I didn't, you can create those, your own save spots wherever with that power basically, and just keep spawning. Like it gets you back into the action right away and playing games like this in the Rita boy make me realize that while Ori is a, Ori is a 10 out of 10 and it does so many things f just so perfectly. Like Ori is such a fantastic for anybody who has not played any of the Ori games. My God, those are amazing masterpiece games and it makes me appreciate them even more, even though I've by after playing these games, but guys, I'm telling you that store <laughs> amazing. So is it a three quarter that, view game or is it top down? It's what do you mean by three quarter where it's like, you, it's like, like Diablo where you you can, yeah, it is like is it Diablo? Oh, sorry, okay. it is like Diablo. It it is like Diablo. I guess yeah, you're right. I guess top down would be 2D more like Super Nintendo. So it, it's exactly like uh Link's Awakening, right? Link's Awakening is is a the Switch one? 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's three quarter view. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, it's exactly like that. So again, highly recommend it. Everybody go play death store and Xbox and PC exclusive at the time. I don't know if it's timed and if it is, if it comes to PlayStation, I'll buy it again and go for the platinum on that. So let's move on to Xbox news. You guys, we got a lot this week. Of course it just keeps coming. So I want to start off right away with, we talked about the Activision stuff last week. Turns out it's not looking good at Activision. We were talking about maybe we should see, you know, maybe we don't want to be too quick to judge or it's not looking good. So earlier this week, people had a, a walkout on Wednesday, I believe. And then the uh, this is coming from PC gamer Bobby Kotick. I don't, I don't know if that's how to pronounce his last name. The CEO at Activision Blizzard has issued a statement. <laughs> Right, basically this week it says, this has been a difficult and upsetting week. I want to recognize and thank all those who have come forward in the past and in recent days. I appreciate your courage. Every voice matters and we will do a better job of listening now and in the future. Our initial responses to the issues we faced together and to your concerns were, quite frankly, tone deaf. It is imperative that we all acknowledge all perspectives and experiences and respect the feelings of those who have been mistreated in any way. I am sorry that we did not provide the right empathy and understanding. Uh, I'm just going to skip ahead a little bit. He said, basically, this is what we're going to do. We're committed to long-lasting change. Effective immediately, we will be taking the following actions. Number one, listening sessions. Uh, number two, personnel changers. Number three, hiring practices. Number four, in-game changes. And we're going to listen to inputs from employees and communities. And your well-being, he closes off by saying, your well-being remains my priority and I will spare no company resource ensuring that our company has the most welcoming, comfortable, and safe culture possible. You have my unwavering commitment that we will improve our company together and we will be the most inspiring, inclusive entertainment company in the world. Yours sincerely, Bobby. And I just want to tie into that also nearly 500 um, current and former Ubisoft workers from 32 studios have signed an open letter in solidarity with Activision Blizzard workers and calling out Ubisoft management for its handling of its misconduct scandals over the past year. And this is coming from Steven Totillo over on Twitter on July 28th. So guys, it's not looking like these Activision claims were in any way false. It looks like they were probably more than likely true. What are you thinking after hearing more news come out and the actions and the CEO response? Jose, let's start with you. Uh, I mean, uh, my initial reaction was, was good. Like, thank you. Like, I'm, I'm glad that he apologized. I'm glad that he said like, look, whoa, we jacked up. Like we do, we should have taken this much more seriously. And you know, I, I, I like the steps. I'll be honest. I, I think the steps was a good thing. The listening sessions, they're looking at the cleaning house piece a little bit to say like, I like that they said, we're not firing everyone. That's an upper management because they're, they're genuinely could be good people that were like great and doing what they were supposed to. Um, I think in the, in the, in the article, they said something along the lines of we're going to basically kind of review everybody's performance and, and the information we've received and kind of work it basically person by person. I think that was really cool. I also like that they set up a hotline that they were like, look, if you have information that you haven't shared because you were afraid, please tell us like our, we're, we're listening. We're ready. I also like that they said it will be completely anonymous and that um, there'll be obviously no toleration um, of, of, um, rep not reprimand. What's the word I'm looking for? Where if like you, you say something and then your boss is mean to you afterwards. Um, anyway, I can't think of the word. Right now. I'm sorry. It was <laughs> I in the reprimand was the right word. No, no. It's, it's like, 
Like I'm afraid to say, I'm afraid to say something because then they're going to they're going to come at retaliation. That was the word I was thinking. Uh, Damn, not okay, reprimand. Okay. Retaliation. You know, I, I think those are all great moves and I, and I I genuinely hope that Activision Blizzard can get through this in the right way and take care of their employees and be a stand-up company. You know, I, I think they're going to suffer some severe consequences, which arguably they should, right, for this. I guess the only con- the only kind of, like, pessimist aspect I have is, like, is he doing this because it's now in the news, right? And he's really only responding because he got in trouble and it's coming out. I mean, what if he's part of that? You know what I'm saying? Like, the, the phrasing people use is, like, good old boys club. Is he part of that club? And he's just realizing, like, if I don't do something, I'm probably going to lose my job and all this kind of stuff. Maybe. I mean, maybe he genuinely didn't know. Obviously, these are very large companies with many studios. And so, uh, you know, will we ever know those answers? I don't know. You know what I'm saying, unfortunately. But uh, again, I, at least I like that they're taking steps. I hope that it's I hope that it's what the employees also want, because that's the piece I haven't seen in any of these articles. So what do the employees want? Is it just they want a clean house? Is it that they're something else? And so I hope that they are able to do that. But overall... I mean, it's definitely a bummer. Um, unfortunately, I don't think it's just the only company that has a culture like this in gaming, in the gaming space. And so maybe this is an impetus for more of this to become come out in the news and maybe it starts kind of a better trend. They're like, how about we be decent human beings in addition to making really cool games and stuff? So, um, you know, I think this is kind of maybe the tip of the iceberg for some of that stuff. But overall, I'm at least glad to seeing it getting traction and hopefully resolving itself in a way that it should be. Well, very well said there, Jose. Chance, do you have anything to add to that? I think Jose did a great job. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, The only thing I was thinking was as you were reading his statement, I was having trouble following along um, because I genuinely didn't care what he had to say. It's too little too late, right? I do think it's one of those only because you got caught and, and not that he was directly, you know, part of the problem but i'm sorry that's when you're the boss and you're the leader that's what being the boss is you take the fall for these kinds of things and that's why you have to know what's going on below you and you have to know your people and you have to listen more um so i just i can't imagine that he's completely his hands are completely clean um even just from a standpoint of he allowed it to continue to happen and didn't step up and do the right thing. So I'm, I'm ready to be over with these kinds of stories and don't take me, don't take that wrong. Like I'm not saying I'm, I'm glad that it's coming out and that there's change happening, but I want to hear some positive things that are coming from it or from the video game industry too. Yeah. You just wouldn't think that in 2021, like this would be an issue. I mean, but I guess again, Video games are still a relatively young kind of business, and unfortunately, yeah, and this is it did start in like a male-dominated thing, right? In, in the when, as far as I don't remember many girls being big gamers growing up. You know, it didn't catch on until, God, probably mid. You know, what are they? Aughts? Is that what they're called? Like two thousand five? Yeah. Early so uh, I like Chance said, I, I, I've kind of felt the same way reading that first initial couple paragraphs where it's like, you know, this is too little too late, dude. Like, why weren't you doing this earlier? But at the same time, like Jose said, I like those steps. And but this should have this kind of stuff should have already been happening. Like, totally. This, this should I, I'm hoping I, I, I love Microsoft and, you know, Xbox, the team. But I'm hoping none of this comes out over there. No. But uh, I like that would be and devastated. <laughs> it's like meeting think- your hero and he's mean. I know. To elaborate, it's like 
had those, everything he had said, had those been his ideas, this wouldn't have been happening in the first place, right? And so that's what tells me that it's it's not authentic is that if when you lead by example from a social emotional lens or with people's feelings in mind, this doesn't happen. So that's why it's like, it's not necessarily lawyer speak, but he had a PR person help him. Um, probably probably a whole team, not just one A team. whole team, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, well, so I kind of, mm. yeah, sucks to hear this like chance that I, I I hope we continue to get more positive news. And thankfully, for the most part, Xbox has had positive news. So segue into a random positive next news item. I'm trying to get away from that. This is coming on July 28th, and I found this out from The Verge. Krispy Kreme is now selling Xbox donuts. Guys, this might be the biggest news of the week. Unfortunately, this is in England only, I believe. So you know I'm a big fan of Krispy Kremes. I would do any I, if they're announced in the United States. I'm gonna go buy us all like two dozen each because we need to eat so many of these freaking donuts. So positive news! Shout out to Xbox for another just fun way of mixing it up over there with their social media team. I'm all about Xbox donuts. I don't know if they have like a strange green cream in the middle. I'm just hoping, I don't know if you looked at the picture, if it's just some sort of nice little, um, icing logo and, on it. in the X logo on top of glazed donut. Perfectly happy with that. Don't put anything in there, but <laughs> I just wanted to share this because I thought it was hilarious. And do you guys have any thoughts on Xbox donuts or I'm ready to move on? <laughs> I just want to say, I I love this kind of stuff. And not just with Xbox, with any company. I love when companies do these very bizarre like product placement. It's like the Xbox fridge. I'm super pumped. I still haven't forgotten holiday season. I'm I'm excited for that. The other one I I was just going to point out, and I don't know if you guys saw it. I know this is actually PlayStation news. But um, they announced in Australia that McDonald's Australia is partnering with PlayStation to make a unique DualSense McDonald's themed controller. And it looks amazing. And I was like, I'm not even a I'm not even a PlayStation player, but I was like, I would love to have that like on my wall behind me. Like it's it's just I love this kind of stuff. It's like they don't do this enough, I think. And obviously I know it's hard with contracts and entitlements and and the the, the whole political aspect of this, but I, I love this stuff. So I love this rad. And even though I'm not a huge Krispy Kreme guy, I would absolutely eat Krispy Kreme Xbox donuts all day. Well, we're gonna have to get a donuts ranking here sometime. Uh chance quickly, what's your favorite donut manufacturer in the neighborhood or in the area? What's your favorite? I mean, it's so hard not to go with a, a good old Krispy Kreme in the original glazed, right? Um, it, I, have you ever had anything else but the original glazed from Krispy Kreme? Uh, just the glazed no. with chocolate, maybe yeah. like chocolate and sprinkles. They're so all good. It, it's all no, they they're are, all glazed yeah. though, right? Like that's the base for all of their donuts. Well, right? so that's Kiowa, Kiowa does all kinds of different fundraisers, and they had this like huge selection of Krispy Kremes, and it was of course during PSL season, and so there were pumpkin spice ones and. Um, all kinds of amazing ones. And I was just like, no, just give me the regular. But the other stuff was kind of good. I do have a thought on the Xbox donut, though, that on the inside is just one strip of bacon to represent the awesomeness of like a disc-based game inside the donut. We're going into an all-digital world. So anyway, (laughs) shout out to Xbox. Krispy Kreme, bring them on over. And uh, the Xbox refrigerators... uh, Larry Herb, if uh, Xbox is Larry Herb and Phil Spencer, big fan of the show. If you guys want to send over some of those promotional Xbox a test unit, please, please send make it sure over it's to cold. Chipotle Bears way. Okay, we we would love to do a little review on that. So, next story also coming over from Tom Warren, who I believe writes for The Verge. This was on July twenty eighth, and I didn't mention this earlier because it ties into the story now. 
the Halo Infinite's first multiplayer technical preview begins, well, begin, I believe, on Friday. You'll be able to play three maps, check out a bunch of new weapons in the firing ranges, and test the new AI bots. Full details here. Guys, I was lucky enough to be selected for you the dog. Infinite technical test. And let me tell you, boys, Halo is going to be awesome. It feels so good. It's a great mix of Halo 3 reach. There's no boost anymore, so you don't do the the jolting. And at first, I kind of missed it, but then the more I played, I'm like, this is Halo. This is how Halo is supposed to be. The guns feel amazing. The sound is one of the coolest parts of the game now. They did, they've they did a great job with Halo 2 Anniversary. They redid the noise, the sounds and all the guns. It is awesome and, and infinite. The movement feels good. Uh, there's a big controversy. Some people hate Sprint. Some people think it's don't care about it. I'm one of those who don't care about Sprint being in the game. And then I've seen some tweets where like the Sprint is, it barely speeds you up. So that's to help those super hardcore Halo fans. Um, I've played the three maps. I like the 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 desert one, the like I think it's like a bizarre one. I like that one. I like I've only played the the indoor one once and then I played the outdoor firing range. That one's kind of weak to me and people are saying that. I played against the beginner bots, very easy. They're not that much of a challenge, but they'll get you. They have amazing grenade throws, guys. These guys are better at me than throwing grenades. They know how to bounce it perfectly every time. Then I played the ODST, which is the next a next level up. Um Definitely, dude, this one time, this one guy flanked me and meleeed me from behind and I got lost because I didn't know where he was. So it was impressive. And right now I believe this the legendary or Spartan level bots are out and I haven't played it yet. So I'll get back to you on that. But guys, first impressions, it runs smooth. It looks awesome. The guns are cool. Halo is going to be awesome. Do you guys have any questions about the uh, beta that I was able to take place in? I'm I'm glad you talked about the sound. I think um, Star Wars will always and forever be the greatest sound universe there is. Man, Halo is is it's certainly not going to compare, but Dude. the only second place that I can think of. And it's like well, your the shield noise is back, and it sounds awesome. You know when it comes back, like there are, there are certain noises that you're like, wow, this is Halo. Just I haven't picked back. up the grappling beam or the the grappling hook yet, but from yeah. what I've seen gameplay wise, it looks sweet. I I need to figure out where that is in the game because I believe it's a pickup. So yeah, so that's one thing I didn't mention. So there are pickups like in all the Halo games, so you can you pick and choose when to use it. There's like an over, there's like a shield you can use. You can pick up over shield and cloak now and save it. You don't have to, it doesn't like you it's don't like use an automatic it right activate. Yeah. Oh. It's not automatic. So you can choose when to pick it up. And, and when you're running around, you can see if someone's holding it, like there's like a little green trail behind them, like, cause it's like attached at the hip. So you can see, Oh, that guy might have an over shield to use or cloak or whatever guys, the sound chances right on. Like it, it sounds so good. It's going to take time. Like the more I played, I'm like, gosh, I just wish this game was out. I, just, I didn't want to play too much. And you can only play against the bots so much because they're like, you know, they're bots. It's totally different when you're playing real players. But yeah. as far as them, like they'll get you if you're, if you're, especially not the beginning ones, but the middle ones got me for jumps. I'm really interested to see how these like legendary or Spartan yeah. bots act. So Jose, do you have any questions about the, the beta? No, I was just going to ask if you got to play go? any PVP, but it sounds like because of the technical preview, no, that was the only thing I was going to ask no. about. Oh, another thing on Sound Chance, amazing music. I followed the guy who's doing it because the one of the composer for Infant is actually the guy who did Ori. He's the lead oh. composer, which is awesome. Yeah, dude. No it's, way. Yes. I did not, oh, yes. God. And he tweeted out about the, he worked with this guy. I, I, I'm sorry. I need. To, I should have told this. Said his name. Who did the multiplayer music? It is 
kick ass, you guys. Like, I'm not even kidding. It is catchy. It's getting you pumped. It's getting you ready to go. Shout out again to the music and sound in Halo Infinite so far. It's it's going to be. I had a good feeling about Halo. It's only being reaffirmed right now. It's going to be a great game. Well, and Ori does such a good job of having their music match the emotions, right? And Halo, <laughs> exactly. You can, you can say Halo is emotionless, but it's not, right? Like it, it's, no. it's you know, I think when people, oh, he's gonna go play Halo. Like, no, there is some depth to that, and that, oh man, I had no idea. Yeah. That's so cool. Dude, so you Chance, think that you uh, bring up such a good point? Sorry, Chance. Like you, you, you said there's the emotions, like the trailers I've seen from Halo, I have felt those emotions. And these have just been short little nothings of trailers. And a part of that is definitely the music. And again, the music in the multiplayer, I'm getting pumped. Like, yeah, I want to play. Like, I want to go out there. I want to customize my Spartan. I want to practice. Like, it. that's such a huge part of it. And they're they're not slacking with that. So, Jose, sorry, I cut you off there. I was going to say, you still think Death Store is going to be your game of the year in 2021 after <laughs> Halo comes out? I, it's going to be a contender. It's easily going to be in there. I well, mean, top three. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not it, hating yes, on Death Store. Think, I'm just saying think you think it's going to make it. It'll definitely five be months. the top three. I mean, I don't want to jinx it like Chance did last year with his uh, Assassin's Creed and Cyberpunk, but I'm think absolutely my top three games this year are going to be Halo Infinite, Forza Horizon Five, and Death Store. I don't see anything else coming close. And for number one, you're probably right. I mean, if Infinite delivers on the campaign, yeah. <laughs> How it's gonna it be? be it's gonna be halo yeah. like come on and and that's even like and I, i'm not even thinking about forza like oh okay it will be in the top three for sure but right now i'm saying death's door is my game of the year as of august 1st 2021 so shout, shout out to 343 industries i think you guys are, are doing awesome i'm so excited to play the game i can't wait to see what the next few weeks bring i'm so glad i'm in the technical preview because i get to experience it so uh speaking of studios this next story is coming from at the actual studio, and I didn't read the article by Polygon because I'm sure there's not much to say since they just started, but this is coming from That's No Moon Entertainment or Studio, and shout out to the name, because That's No Moon, that's a, what is it, what is, that's a Star, star Wars base? reference. A star base, or what do they say, or that's a star, they say something, or that's a... Are you, what are you talking say? about the quote from the movie? Yeah, what does he say? That's no moon. He goes, that's it's a... like that small moon. And he goes, that's no moon. And it's the Death Star from Star Wars. Yeah, but Wars. They, they, don't they say like that's a, that was a star station or a battle station? I, I thought there was another part to that. But yeah, I know that's no moon, Star Wars. So we are singularly focused on single player, narrative driven, action adventure storytelling. Starting a AAA studio is a tall undertaking, but our aspirations are to be the best in class right out of the gate. Thank you, Polygon, for chatting with the team. And this is about the article saying Call of Duty, The Last of Us, and PlayStation veterans form a new independent AAA studio that's no moon. Chance, what do you think of these former developers teaming up together? And are you thinking positively, as positively about this as I am? Because it sounds like a pretty, pretty good team here that they're forming together. And I'm yeah. glad they're independent. Totally. And, and you know, and I'd love to at some time sit down with a hardcore Last of Us fan on the show. And no, and I'm, don't laugh because like have an actual conversation with them and tell and ha, and maybe set it up next to a game like Alan Wake or something and say, um, show me why this is so much better. Or honestly, in a perfect world, put it right next to Days Gone and tell me why 
Last of Us 2 is better than Days Gone because it's not. Um, but what excites me about that is that anytime you're going to collaborate with other experts and people who love what they're doing and enjoy what they're doing, I, I can only imagine the product and us as the consumers are going to benefit. I That's a really... I, I wonder if I wonder how Corey feels about it, or maybe Dan uh, on the Last of Us diehard fans. We, we need, speaking of Corey, shout out to Corey from Big Time Babble. Corey, Corey, you need to, to get come you join. need to get on the show. Yep, you're welcome to join us anytime. We record 8:30 p.m. on Standard Time on Sundays, so let us know before you say anything, Chance. I just want to say the I think the reason why people consider the Last of Us such a masterpiece isn't necessarily gameplay because I agree. I don't think the gameplay is that it's not that good. The shooting is not that good. I think Uncharted 4's shooting is way better. I haven't played totally Last agree. of Us Part Two, um, and even but then remember the ladder sequences and just some parts where you're just not doing anything and oh god the the loading and every Uncharted or Naughty Dog game where you're slowly going through things to load in the next level like you don't notice it the first time you play it, but after playing those games I'm like okay I'm just loading this is boring please stop this but I I don't agree the gameplay wise I don't think it's that. Uh, creative. I think it's just a third-person generic shooter, but I think people love the acting. I think that's why people consider these games to be masterpieces because it takes the... It's like you're watching a movie, but to me, I think you need to strike a balance between gameplay and not just watching a movie, and that's why I consider Mass Effect being way better because I feel like that gameplay is varying and is similar, and it's not that crazy, but I feel like it's a little bit more engaging and more fun than the last of us. And the storytelling is there just as much. And just because it doesn't look realistic graphics, like the last of us two and the acting, like you're watching this high production movie doesn't mean that it's not as good or if, if not, it's better. Actually the storytelling in mass effect is way better. So Jose, what do you think about this new studio? And you can share your thoughts on last of us as well. I mean, I don't have a whole lot of thoughts. I would just say, um, I think it's cool that we get new studios, right? Like Chance said, more studios means better stuff for us. Um, the one thing I just was curious about, how come, how do they get to be a AAA title and they're brand new or a AAA studio? Like what is the, and this is, I, I'm genuinely asking, I'm not making fun. How, like what, how, how can like Double Fine not be a AAA studio with Psychonauts and they already have a sequel, right? Like a highly hyped sequel versus this company that's just starting. And yep, I get that they have execs from really great games and stuff like that. But again, one, one, one person from a really great studio is just one person. Like studios are made up of hundreds of people. Um, so I was just curious, like how they were able to say like a triple A studio. Is that just like, we're going to be big. You're like, Oh, okay. yeah, I mean, you, you know, because ahead, they have the wild card Hideo Kojima. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he comes out directed of and starring. I would say Jose, I did a I pretty, good, has... pretty good teaser on that one. If I do say so myself, <laughs> I think it's, it comes down to funding and money. I think how much the, their budgets are for a game and how big the company is going to be, how many people are going to be on the team, that's what defines the AAA thing. So you're right. I mean, they might not be technically AAA right now because it's like a team of 10 people or whatever, but that's what they're aiming for. And their claim, I mean, that's what they're going to make. And I call it, I've, look at their past though, Call of Duty, Last of Us, and another like PlayStation, I'm sure AAA games like the their history is AAA games, so that I think that's another part of it. So okay. I'm excited, I'm I'm really excited because this, their influence from their other companies is going to be independent, and so we're going to experience this on Xbox or PlayStation. So very cool to see. Um, I'm open to, to seeing what a, a Last of Us person might bring with collaborating with Call of Duty and whatnot. So quickly, I just wanted to share next story: August Xbox Game with Gold, our favorites here. 
they're actually decent this month, you guys. This is probably the best month for Xbox in a long time, as far as I can remember. And I definitely think this plates out the PlayStation uh, games this this month. So uh, this month, from August 1st through August 31st, you can get Darksiders 3. From August 16th through September 15th, you can get U- Ukulele. And then from August 1st through the 15th, you can get the Xbox 360 title Lost Planet 3. And from August 16th through August 31st, there's another game, but I can't read it. Oh, Goro, Mark of the Wolves. So I won't be getting that one. But Darksiders 3, Jose, I think you played this. And some people like Banjo-Kazooie, so Ukulele. Sorry, go ahead. But Ukulele was on Games Pass for a while. Yeah, yeah, you were breaking up. You're gonna have to say the name of that last one again. Goru, Wait, the audience oh, couldn't hear you. Sorry, I deleted the the information, the news on my tab here. So. <laughs> guru, I think it's Guru. Whatever, I don't. Who cares, Jose? So you're right. Somebody said in the comments, two of these are on Game Pass. So I'm guessing maybe I Lost Planet and and that uh, ukulele. So, but tell me about Darksiders. I've never played uh, it. To be fair, I really like Darksiders. Like no no joke, all jokes aside, the first one was super cool, super cool, super cool idea. You're basically one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse and you're um you're kind of like dethroned if you want to think of it like that and you're fighting your way back. Just really cool enemies, very visually. It's like very dark, you know, I mean basically like hell. It's like very doom-esque, but it's um third 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 party like visual character, you get a really cool progression of like weapons and you, you basically have a gun plus something else. And I really like the dark siders games. I didn't actually get to play three yet. So I probably oh, will be downloading three for this perfect. Yeah, um, nice. and checking it out. And if I do, I'll obviously give a review, but I'm, I'm, I like it. I mean, I, as much as we joke about games with gold and I probably also will not try and guru the lost wolves. <laughs> I'll probably check out dark siders, which is cool. And I did. Yeah. I liked banjo Kazooie too. So I'm sure ukuleles. Is yeah. Chance, are you gonna pick up any of the games, or am I just skipping to the next story? No, you can skip. I just it, there's too much going on right <laughs> too now. Too many other games. I agree. And we're many. gonna we're gonna get into that here in a second. So, next uh, quote that I'm gonna tie into our final story here. This is coming from Tom Warren again over at uh, The Verge, I believe, July 27th. Microsoft CEO, and this was after their earnings, Microsoft's earnings and report and everything. Satya Nadella on Xbox slash gaming. We. We're all in on games. The Xbox Series S and X are our fastest selling consoles ever with more consoles sold life to date than any previous generation boys. So let's think about that here just quickly. So that means that this, with the production constraints and launching with no real big exclusives in its first year, because let's be honest, holy crap, it's already August and it's going to be November real quick and that means we're going to go a year and it's probably still going to be sold out. It's it's not going to get any better. If you didn't get one, you're still going to struggle to get one. Well, in September this, is when we did our pre-order. I remember I was I yeah. was in school and I like set aside time in my calendar so I yep. could shut my door and get a pre-order. So, the Xbox Series consoles have sold better than obviously the OG Xbox, better than the 360 at this point in its time and better than the Xbox One generation. Pretty crazy and it's also even more crazy that you know, PlayStation is also the now the number one selling PS5 console ever, and it sold like 10 million. And they're thinking that Xbox is maybe around six million. So, props to PlayStation for selling so well, but also having more supply than Xbox at this point because the Xbox is struggling with supply still. So, what do you think about these sales? Obviously, we've mentioned this before. We don't care if the PlayStation is selling better. Um, Xbox wants you on Game Pass. And we're going to talk about Game Pass in a second. So what do you think of these numbers, Jose? I mean, I'm just thrilled, man. I mean, I just, 
again, and I know I know we sometimes get into the PlayStation Xbox battle, and I know we have our opinions about certain games that don't, don't always come off as positive, even though we truly are a positive, you know, group of people. I just think it's really cool that people are engaging in and enjoying a format that has brought myself so much joy. And, and I think all of us joy. You know, I, I just it's cool to see new generations of gamers. It's cool to see generations of gamers that are different generations coming together. Like you were talking about your dad with Microsoft flight simulator and stuff. I just, I think games can do so much good in the world. And I, while we have a lot of negative, you know, like the blizzard stuff, like just people that are hateful online. I think there is also a growing contingency of stuff. That's really great. And so I like that people are buying it. You know, what, what a cool thing, you know, I can't wait to go back to school. And the first kid that's like, that sees my fridge in my office is like, do you play Xbox? We're like, oh yes, I do. Right. Like just instant connection right there. So I, I, I love it. I'm happy to see it. Do you have any thoughts on the? the oh, sorry. I didn't, I didn't hear that. It must've been like that. The same as that last game. Um, no, I'm excited. And I, and I do, I love that they're just keep pushing it out there. I think one thing that we haven't talked about that, I'm excited to see what comes next is Xbox in that last generation did an incredible job with accessibility um, for different people. And, and they had those really cool commercials where they're like, he's doing it. And that like, you know, the, the person who very um, awesome commercial yeah, yes. adaptive controller, right? Ad- yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Right. And so I imagine with all this new tech, like they're going to have an ability to continue to, um, grow and change and get better with that kind of stuff. And it'll be really cool to see what it is. I still have nightmares. Like I'm like, if I had to choose between losing a leg and my two thumbs, I'm like, well, you know, I mean that you've walked in your dunk life in the first place. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like, dude. I mean, I've done, I'm over it. Yeah. If I lost ability to, I guess it's cause you got a technical trying to dunk in your last game. So. But, <laughs> and but I now miss. I, you know, and I don't. I hate to make light of something like that, so I apologize in advance. But I, you know, it is. It's cool. And while they're, I guess to bring it back, one of the reasons why I think maybe that they're struggling to keep up with demand is because they are working on some other really cool hardware type things, like maybe some other controllers or something. So, okay. So I want to tie that in. So yes. PlayStation is selling like crazy. Xbox is selling like crazy. Nintendo is selling like crazy. Everybody's doing great, which is awesome. Is it tied to the pandemic? Probably, but is it, you know, more people uh, being introduced to the gaming? Hopefully. I want to tie it into our final story here, and this comes from uh, VGC, and this was on the 27th of July. Former PlayStation exec questions the Xbox Game Pass model. Sean Layden is skeptical of its sustainability and its potential to expand the console market. So during his time at PlayStation, Layden held a number of senior roles, including CEO of SIE America, vice president of Sony Computer Europe, and president of SCE Japan. He was chairman of Worldwide Studios when he departed in 2019. In an an interview with GameIndustry.biz, Layden expressed skepticism about the sustainability of Xbox Game Pass and its potential to expand the console market. So just some background, Game Pass started in June 2017. It had 18 million subscribers in January of 2021. And so Sony has said on multiple occasions that the Game Pass model wouldn't work for PlayStation. Uh, Last year, Jim Ryan claimed that a subscription-type model, Jim Ryan's the head of PlayStation right now, would be unsustainable for PlayStation Studios because it often sees its first-party budgets grow to well over $100 million to make a triple A game. Okay. 
Remember that, $100 million over that. Layden, who last year called over overall AAA development not sustainable and suggested that game length and pricing may have to be adjusted to combat ballooning game budgets, echoed Ryan's sentiment. It's very hard to launch a $120 million game on a subscription service charging $9.99 a month. You pencil it out, you're going to have to have 500 million subscribers before you start to recoup your investment. That's why right now you need to take a loss-leading position to try to grow that base. But still, if you have only 250 million consoles out there, you're not going to get a half a billion subscribers. So how do you circle that square? Nobody has figured that out yet. So guys, we love Game Pass over here. We think it is a phenomenal service. But Sean Layden brings up good points. And I think it's interesting when he left the company when he did because he brought a point saying hey our triple a games like horizon forbidden west or whatever horizon spider-man spider-man all these games are costing us a hundred million dollars this is getting out of control we need to think about do we need to make these 40 50 60 100 hour games or can we shorten them can we cut down on the cost to make these giant triple a experiences I like that. I don't need all of my AAA games to be hundreds of million dollars or to be 40 plus hours. And I just want to bring up, I paid $16 for Death's Door, which is about a 15 to 20 hour game. And I would have gladly paid 60 for it. So, and this was made by a team of like 10 people or something or two guys, I believe. And then they hire out, you know, individual people to make the game. And who knows what they spent on this. Let's say they spent a couple million I, I heard they sold over 100,000 copies in the first week. So 100,000 times 20 bucks. What is that? Two million. Two million. So, okay. Sorry. It probably didn't cost them two million. So th- I think they, maybe they spent a few hundred, let's say they spent 500,000 to make this game, right? Which I could totally see. They're, they're, they've made a bunch of money off this. Okay. So, first of all, Game Pass is obviously not, not making money for Xbox right now, which is fine. Do you think Xbox can reach these numbers to where it is profitable? Or do you think Microsoft even cares? Uh, or as long as the brand overall is making money, is, is that all that matters? And then two, what do you think about, is Microsoft just in a better position than Sony at making Game Pass work? And why isn't anybody talking about how Netflix or uh, Amazon or Hulu like, uh, I don't understand, like, what's so different about this. Like, they were l- losing money, but they're still around and they're still killing it. So, Jose, you're an economics person. Start us off. What are your thoughts on Charlotte Layden's points about, one, it's how ridiculous, ridiculously expensive it is to make AAA games, and two, do you think Microsoft is going to be able to handle all of this, or even if they are doomed, what's going to happen? And obviously, Sony couldn't do it but sony isn't microsoft microsoft has way more money obviously than sony so jose i'd love to hear your thoughts on this whole article so i it really boils down to two things hot dogs and netflix right so when you for those that are not familiar with the term that they use in the article which is a loss leader it's basically an item that your company is selling at a loss and it's like the number one thing you sell that everybody loves and but and so you sell it even though you're losing money because the idea is that it brings people in the door and they will buy things in addition to that thing. So that's where hot dogs come in. And specifically, Dan, what am I talking about? Talking about Costco. Oh yeah, boy, Costco so does it again. People come in to get those one dollar and fifty co- those hot dogs, but they're also spending uh, a bunch of money. Hot dog like and me, drink. Hot dog somehow, and drink. Somehow, 
sorry, it's hot dog and somebody like me who's somehow spending a hundred dollars every time he walks into Costco and I'm thinking I'm getting a deal when I've gotten like four items. And, and like we mentioned earlier, there are metrics out there saying that people are playing more games when they're a game pass subscriber and they're spending more money, myself included. Again, I just bought a $20 game, even though I didn't have to, and I have game pass. So sorry, keep going, Jose. No, absolutely. That's exactly my point, right? So the whole, th- the whole idea of lost leaders seems foreign to people that don't be, that don't understand it because they're like, how could you make money, but you're losing money. It all has to do with what's called the economies of scale. Basically Costco is so large that even though they're selling these very small items at a loss, um, cause they are, they're losing lots of money on the hot dogs. If you didn't know that, uh, they're still making lots of money by people coming in the door. The same thing happens with Microsoft, right? So yeah, when they started game pass, they might've been losing money, but as you start building that subscriber base, it's consistent money, right? It's not like you release a AAA title every eight years and yeah, it makes like a hundred million, but then you have, that's what you have to spread out over the next eight years before the next one comes out. The other thing is Netflix, right? The, the whole history of Netflix comes down to the idea that no one believed it could be done And they did. And it did. Right. There's a famous quote from Nelson Mandela. It says it's always impossible until it's done. That's what they did. And and it's the same thing for Microsoft. Everybody, I'm sure, in the gaming space, specifically PlayStation, is saying, oh, you can't do this. You're going to lose money. You'll lose too much money. But they're doing it. I I mean, at this point, I mean, just think logically here. If Xbox, if Microsoft had realized that they're not going to make enough money from Games Pass, do you think they would have let it go on this long? No way. Right. That means they have found the way to do it. Now, the question is going to come in with the AAA titles, but they're already reaching for that by doing things like buying major studios, right, where they can work in some of those deals as they own the IP for it. Um, I also think like the point you brought up, Dan, is exactly right. You don't have to make 150 hour games for people to be happy to, to have on the thing. And you think about all these old games. Like, so let's use Death Door, which is not an old game, but let's say in two years they approach the company Acid. What was it? Acid Breath? Acid Nerf. Sorry, I was muted. Acid Nerf. Acid Nerf. So, right. So they approach him and say, look, we'll give you, we'll give you a million bucks to let us put the game on the game pass. I mean, two years later, when all of your money is gone, right? Because people are just buying used copies and you say, yep, I'll take a million dollars just to use. I don't have to do anything except give you my, my game. Um, I just think it's a, it's a smart move. And, and I, I always, it is just a personal thing. I always don't like it when people say stuff's impossible. They're like, oh, you can't do that. You can't do that. It's the question like, well, why not? Let's figure it out. And so I just, I applaud Xbox, Microsoft um, for going all in. And granted, it's easy to do that or easier to do that when you have so much money, right? Because that is probably how they were able to afford it in the beginning. They said, look, we're selling software. We're selling hardware. We're selling computers. Yep. We're going to take a loss in games for a while, but eventually we're going to recoup that, right? And it's the same thing. I mean, going back to the Netflix analogy, everybody said Netflix, there's no way they're going to make money on DVDs. So they said, okay, well, we're going to do streaming. You're not going to make money on streaming. Okay, we're going to make our own content. Well, you're never going to get AAA stars. We're going to get AAA stars. I mean, they broke that rule at every level. There's no reason to think someone couldn't do it in the gaming space. Sorry, Chance, I'm taking it all away from you. What do you think? No, you're the econ master. Of course, this is this is your thing. I just think we can put a man on the moon. Right? You could put a no. man on the moon. <laughs> um, I think we've kind of touched on this before too. The whoever it was from Sony's probably right. Sony can't do it because if they were to fail, so Sony might go mm-hmm. under. If yeah. if Microsoft fails with this, like they they're gonna be just fine. Look, they failed with the Xbox One, right? And they're they're doing well okay but you know what i mean right like if they if it comes they failed they failed with the zune that's that's one you could have gone with the old zune. Ooh, that's sure, a good one. sure. That's a good one. Um, oh, windows phone oh yeah. rip speaking of um the, 
they'll absorb it, right? And it takes money to make money, which Chapo said Mixer. in not so many words. Mixer, but, another Okay, failure. just keep naming failures, right? Yeah. Um, the surface. But... <laughs> just kidding, guys. I just wanted to see what they would do. I love my surface. I think Terry Bradshaw would at least come to the surface defense. I see him every Sunday poking around on his surface, so. Whole um, NFL that plays on surface. I'm just, I'm just yep, messing. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to say, okay, let's say again, even if this does fail, we've already won because we get to experience it. But Microsoft will still be in an awesome position because now they have Bethesda. Now they have all these studios. What, what changes for them? So you're right, like Jose, they are in a position and they have the opportunity to take this risk. And if they can figure this out and if game pass continues its growth and let's say it hits like a hundred million subscribers. Okay. Which I think is realistic and it, it, they're in a place where they can keep it and offer it to us. We win like regardless, even if like it fails, they'll still have great studios and people will still be able to, that's the other thing I feel like everybody forgets is like even Sean Layden that quote, it's like, well, if, if it's only on subscriptions, you need this many people to make money back on the, on a triple A game. What about the people who just choose to buy the game? There are still here, millions of people who are still going to buy the game too. That's going to make the money. Like I don't, I just don't get like. I, sorry, what were you going to say? How many subscribers do you said January? Eighteen million. You said eighteen million. Twenty. January? They're they're like, I think I believe they're probably around twenty something. Okay. But yeah. So, I, but, I think but here's the math. Is. The real math there. So you have twenty. Let's just say twenty for round numbers. You have twenty million subscribers. You pay fifteen dollars a month. Now I know that's an asterisk yeah, because 10. there's go some 10. people that go ten. Go that bought, okay, let's say 10 bucks, but let's say that you, there are people that also bought the, they stacked the, the promos, everyone, let's say $10 a month at $10 a month, 20 million subscribers. That is $200 million a month in revenue, 200 million. That's a triple a title every month that you could fund. And granted you have to split that along a lot of companies, but the other beauty of this, and I think this is really the secret to the system is that you take a company like rockstar who has to put out another GTA. They have to. It's, I mean, we know six is going to come. It might be in a couple of years from now, but they have to because that's how they sustain their model. If they don't put it out, they can't They can't continue. Like they will just run out of funding. The beauty of a system where Microsoft owns all of the companies and they can say like, look, is a game ready? And they're like, oh, we kind of actually need another six months. Take the six months. We, it's more valuable to us to make the game great and we'll fund you for six more months than to put out something now because you need the capital, right? Like that is, that is a beautiful built-in piece of the system. Yeah, and let's say they're making two hundred million. Well, let's say let's say they have at this point twenty five million subscribers, which I think is realistic. Let's say they're only bringing in two hundred million, right? Let's say they spent half of that, right, for the to however they pay people for these games or whatever. That's still hundred million. That's that's a triple A game right there, right? And so that's for you might have essentially twelve of those. Am I, if I'm doing the math right, if you got that every year, so every we'll year, see. Yeah. I, I think again, Game Pass is incredible. It's interesting. I agree with Sean Layden on you know he he saw like where Sony was heading, he, and, and I think that's part of the reason why he left is, is like we're spending a lot of money on these games and we're becoming too dependent on them and they're becoming too expensive. So we need to change. I feel like at least Microsoft is ahead in that in that regard where they're. They're trying to figure out multiple ways to get to as many people and to have a, like you said, a constant source of income to help fund for these things. And I'm excited. Either way, we win. So 
I just wanted to close with that. Again, Game Pass. Game Pass is amazing. I wanted to do a deep dive into Game Pass. We'll maybe save it for next week. So guys, let's. that has been all of the news. Let's move into Reader Mail. And this, guys, if you would like to write to us, just you can always contact us at X, or sorry, Xbox record this at gmail.com. Again, Xbox record this at gmail.com if you'd like to write in about the good old days or, or find us on for social us. media. You can always just hit us up. Oh, all right. Yeah. What's our social media tag there, Jose? No, I meant mine. Mine is Chipotle Bear. Oh, no. We're, we're only plugging no, the show here. No, didn't you change Xbox it? Xbox record this. Planet yes. Alpha fan. <laughs> Number one alpha, Planet Alpha. Uh... <laughs> This week, Jay Bizzle, big fan of the show, shout out to Jay Biz, writes in for Reader Mail slash The Good Old Days. He said, what's up, XRT? Hope you're all doing well and getting geared up for the next school year. Thanks, Jay Biz. A few episodes back, Daddy Diwali. Did I read this one already, guys? No, you did not. Okay, Daddy Diwali stated that I completed Sekiro, but there were a few final bosses that I had not actually beat. So, to keep him from being a liar, I went back and beat all of the bosses in the game. You're welcome, D. Wally. Well, unfortunately, Man. you're still a liar. He just doesn't know <laughs> Did I feel accomplished at, this, at the end of this arduous, arduous task? It got me thinking about other games I've played that stood out as being extremely difficult, but also exhilarated, exhilarating when I completed them. What achievement slash game has been the most difficult for each of you or brought you the most pride once you completed it. Two games that stand out to me. I received the original Zelda for the Nintendo Entertainment System for Christmas when I was five. That game took me eight years to beat because there were no such things as game guides back then, and I never knew how to get to the last dungeon. I jumped up and down and shouted with glee when I finally bested Ganon. Also... Ninja Gaiden 2 is probably the most difficult game I've ever beat and was very proud of myself for completing that game. Thanks, guys, and keep up the good work, J-Biz. Well, thank you so much for writing in, J-Biz. I, I, I'm so proud of you for beating Ninja Gaiden 2. I hear that's notoriously hard. And Zelda, of course, didn't you have to like put in old like passwords to get back to where you were in the, in the dungeons and stuff like that because it probably you couldn't save or whatever, so... I would like to turn this over to Chance because Chance is all about that difficulty and being a sadist. And uh, also, Jabez, shout out to you for your your Souls games and Sekiro and all that. Jabez loves to punish himself too. I like to have fun, but I'll punish myself sometimes while gaming. So, Chance, what are what's one or two game or that stood out to you as being a major accomplishment and beating? Yeah, well, and I'll I have to back up a little bit because I I don't love that and I haven't played all of them. I'm not like a Soulsborn, like I have to do it. I bought Bloodborne when I got that PS4 and I played it for a couple hours and I was like I I don't. Um, it, so Jabez actually said he wanted to play Bloodborne too. That's one he still needs to get to. Yeah. Um, I will also say I did not go back and beat... I think there were three optional bosses in Sekiro. I know the one for sure that he's talking about that I was like... Because he, he even um, chatted me on you know the Xbox, not on Nerd Chat or anything, and um, told me that. And I was like, wow, man, wow. Because I, I got done and, and was like, I can't anymore. And if I try and set it down and go back, it, it's like... 
playing a sport, right? You'll your timing's you'll set all it off. down and exactly, right? Like if you don't play if you don't practice that J every week, you're going to lose the jump shot. So, um the first the, uh what gosh, why am I drawing a blank on its name? Um Demon Souls, right? The the very original one that kind of started it all. Uh I remember being really pretty excited when I finally beat that one. And even just the very first boss was the same kind of a feeling as the whole thing. Because if you think about it, so this would have been the first boss of the first game like that. And going into it, just like, I don't know. I think I'm just going to have to quit this game. And that first time beating that guy was just, I think he was like the Iron Giant or something. And being like, oh, so that's what I'm in for. Okay. Jose, what about you? What's what's a game that stands out to you that you're so... I remember you kind of mentioned this before in one of our like introductory things i think you're talking about how you beat super mario world and you're pretty proud about that but what's something that stands out to you that's was incredibly difficult uh so a couple of them i you we've talked about a lot so i'm not going to do it as my list but joe and mac and turtles in time were big ones when i was a little kid just because they we spent so many hours playing them and turtles is so iconic you play the shredder all that but the the ones the newer ones that i want to talk about that we've not mentioned um a very modern one was the first time we got a victory on Warzone and like chicken dinner on PUBG. Like that just, I, for those that are listening, I know I play a lot of games. That doesn't mean I'm good at lots of games. Like in our friend group, I am definitely like the fifth or 17th wheel where they're like, Oh, where is he? He's dead again. He's in the back, right? Like that's, that's my role in our friend group. And so the first time we like actually got like a victory in Warzone, and I was like, we just won. Oh my God. And everyone was like, yeah, that's already my 25th win. And I was like, that's my first one. Like I, you know, that was very exciting for me. Um, the other ones were from ch- real quick from childhood, uh, Ocarina of time on the 64. Cause it was such a big game for its time. And, and that was one of those ones where you probably could have bought the guide, but I didn't cause it was expensive. And so when you finally get through it all was really great. Um, and then the last two were actually on the game boy, believe it or not. Um, cause that was the way I used to game a lot when I was a kid. Cause I didn't, I couldn't always take the TV cause we only have TVs in the house. Right. Uh, Pokemon red was a big one for me because it was just a big childhood game. Right. So the first time you beat Pokemon and then, you probably either of you probably played this game super mario land 2 the six golden coins uh if you knew what the game was it was you were playing against wario it was one of the first times you got to meet wario and you had to go to these six lands and stuff i played that game for freaking hours and the first time like i actually got all six coins and beat him i literally was like i had to go tell my mom and she was like that's nice babe and i was like "Mm." (laughs) like no one cares but i really i really cared that was my big one how about you d wally what do you think yeah, thank you for for some of those old school ones. I, one old school one for me would be beating on my own as a young lad. It's not very difficult, but this is why till still to this day it's one of my favorite games of all time was beating the Legend of Zelda Link to the Past. Like I did that on my own and I was young when I did that and like I mentioned before, that's what got me into gaming, JBiz. Like that's why I I love it so much and I hold those kinds of Zelda games so highly and that's why I like Death's Door so much. But uh, some other ones that stood out to me, I remember I beat Call of Duty 2 Chance on Veteran and that was really difficult on the 360 because you there was no sprint yet. And imagine having to move from cover to cover and ducking with no sprint. It's awful. Let me just tell you that right now, you guys. And then they had insane grenades. They would throw grenades right next to you every time. And that ties into my next one, Call of Duty 4, the original one on uh, Veteran on 360. Same thing. There's that one level where you're waiting at the Ferris wheel and you need to extract. I just hid in this little booth where they're just spamming grenades at you, perfectly thrown grenades. Awful. Just 
awful, JBiz. Go play those games on Veteran. Is that is that where you chose to hide? Was the booth? The little yeah, there's booth. And even then, they could get you randomly. I know. Like it was. Oh my gosh, JBiz, go play Call of Duty Four and do. Tell me when you beat those on on Veteran. A more recently, I would say I am super proud. I beat Halo Five on Legendary solo, and we beat Halo Five together, probably Legendary together. So. It was very difficult, especially that last boss. And then I would also say Ori and the Will of the Wisps. I beat that on hard, and that's an optional achievement. Wow. that was, I impressive. felt so accomplished with the worm part. Chance, you played it both, right? The oh worm God, that was chasing oh, you. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, my yeah, God, you God. guys. I died to that worm so many times. You have no idea. I, that is All those escape sequences. Amazing. Just yeah. just because you asked, I, I will take credit for being the first of us to play Ori and the Blind Forest. Yes, don't give me that look. The first? Saying, yes. I think and he was. saying yeah. you all have to play this game. Absolutely. No. Okay, I'm going to yes. go look at the achievements after this because yep. Ori is like, no, I don't believe you. Yep. And then... I, I'm going to look at the achievements on that one. And then more recently, I will say beating Narita Boy and uh, beating Destora with the, only the umbrella. It was I'm very proud of that, J-Biz. So maybe someday I will uh, get the cojones like J-Biz, or like J-Biz and Chance to try a... I was thinking about buying uh, Dark Souls, the first one, remastered and trying it out. But... I like to have fun while I'm gaming, guys. So I'm probably going to go play Mass Effect on the PlayStation 4, the Legendary Edition. So thank you <clears throat> so much. Well, hang on. Shout out, shout out to JBiz for beating Zelda when he was five. Just, he, no, I mean, it just took him eight further. years. He didn't beat it until he was 13. Okay, but let me say playing it when he was five. So now that we have the context as parents, Penelope is six and a half. I couldn't imagine giving Penelope, not because yeah. of like violence or anything, but just being like, here's a controller, go have fun. And for her to be able to like figure it out and because yeah. she's still learning to read and stuff too. I mean, like... That is freaking impressive, and I know it took him eight years. Like, granted, he was he was he was literally a teenager by the time he finished it. But that's pretty cool. Um, one other question I wanted to just ask you before we transition: Were there any games you could remember from childhood that you played a lot and you just never beat because they were just too freaking hard? Because I thought, yeah, of two. Ev- everybody on in the pl- on the planet, nobody has beaten that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game. Oh yeah, that's the, the only one. one. Oh, the I mean, NES yes. one. Yep. Oh my nobody god, about that. That's that's was, literally oh, that's the only one, one I could think of. You know, yeah. I was thinking of um, on NES, though, was Adventures in the Magic Kingdom. Do you remember I was talking about a Disney game like five or six episodes ago? Go look up the picture of it. You literally have to play like six of the rides. That's all the game is. It's impossible. It is not possible to beat that game. Like Battletoads. Um, yeah. And then the other one was Bart's Nightmare on SNES. Do you guys remember that? Yeah. Where you have to like collect papers in these like crazy worlds. And we never could get past like a D minus. Yeah. Does like collect one paper. Uh, you're right. A lot of those Nintendo games were just stupid hard and says a lot about how games were back then. I have one yeah. that I, I'm embarrassed that I didn't finish and I started and I hear it's a fantastic game. Castlevania Symphony of the Night. I started it mm. and I still need to go back and finish that. And everyone's like, it's one of the greatest Metroidvanias ever. And like, you know, define the, I still it think. It literally is the name Vania. I know, and the name in it, but I still think Super Metroid's way better than what I played of Metroidvania, or sorry, Symphony of the Night. So uh, that's one I did not beat, and I, I still need to go back. So thank you, JBiz. If you'd like to write in for uh, reader mail or the good old days, please write xboxrecordthis at gmail.com. Let's move into our personal favorite segment, boys. What was the best food you had this week? Does anyone want to go first? Because mine, Actually, I'll go for, first because mine was boring. I had Taco Bell this week, you guys. 
And that was probably That's the best never food boring. I had. This never I know. Here's the standard order. I probably shared this before. You, oh no, I switched it up. I got a quesarito, but they were like, "Yeah, we can give you chicken." I thought they took it off the menu, or you had to do it, you know, through the app or whatever. He's like, "She no, probably knew you were a that. podcast host." Oh yeah, yeah. We could do it this for you. this guy was totally hooking me. I'm like, "You can do the chicken." He's like, "Yeah, man, we can do that." Heck yeah, got the chicken quesarito. So good. I I know you're a big fan of the beef, Jose. The chicken's way better. The way they made this it had so much sauce in there. It was delicious. Then here's the key, guys. You get two uh, beef burritos. They're on the dollar menu. They're the value menu. These are the chili cheese burritos of our youth. You need to get these. The beef burritos are chili cheese burritos. Amazing. You get two of those, and then you get the cheesy bean and rice. I used to get the two cheesy bean and rice. I'm going back to my standard, the chili cheese burrito from Dunstan Middle School. So those that's one of the, my favorite things I had this week. And then the last thing was I got the Funfetti-style Pop-Tarts. I ate the whole box, and that was a day ago. So that's how good those were. <laughs> Who would like to go next? <laughs> Chance, you want to go? That's 18 Pop-Tarts for anyone counting. Oh, the big pack, not even the little one. Uh, so my, I'll go next then my, um, to add a couple quick things. So, uh, during the summer at our school, it's kind of a running tradition that we have breakfast burritos on Fridays. And so the administrators take turn buying them for all the other admin and our secretaries because we love our secretaries so much. Um, and so this week was my turn. And so I went to Tamale Kitchen, which is not as good as Burritos Express. It's not as good as Tacos Rapidos. Whoa, whoa, whoa. By the way. It's really, really good. Jose promised me, guys, that he would send me the pin, as those kids say, drop a pin of where this Tacos Rapidos is, and he never did. So right, I never did. Uh, I'll do that and, here in a second. I also remember last week they didn't invite me to the melting pot, so they're both fired. Okay, keep going, Jose. <laughs> uh, but Tamale Kitchen is really good breakfast burritos. One of the other perks is that they open early in Lakewood. There's just not a lot that opens that early in Lakewood. They open at 7 a.m., um, and so I recommend getting their either sausage or bacon special, which means it has cheese and chili inside. Really good, really affordable burritos. Um, and then also super cool bonus side there. They have what are called Mexican egg rolls, which are basically cheese, beans, and green chili in a fried wonton wrapper. Phenomenal. They're two bucks a pop. So try those two things. I love those. And then the other thing I had that I actually really enjoyed, even though I'm, it made me just hearken from Popeye's. I cannot wait for that Popeye's to open was uh, I did the KFC chicken sandwich, which is actually pretty good. Like I really, I'm not a huge fan of the KFC like bucket. I just, that's not, that's not. You don't like KFC chicken? I love KFC chicken. Uh, but their chicken sandwich, which is like pickles. Mayonnaise. I'll surgically dissect a family bucket. <laughs> uh, it was pretty good. So that was, those are the best things I ate. Chance, how about you? Can anybody name that comic? No, nobody? Uh no, I'm not a big comic. Kyle Kinane. Kyle Kinane. This is a slow week for food oh, stuff. No. I'm glad I we're know. closing off with you. Jeez Louise. Yeah. Well that's why I was shaking my head. I was like, I really I don't have a ton, but what I will say because it's it's phenomenal and I'm looking forward to having it again tomorrow morning when I get to work will be the little Debbie's oatmeal cream pie cereal. Cannot go wrong. I know we've talked about it. I'm gonna talk about it again. That's okay. The what it does to the milk is is perfection. What the the time that it takes to get soggy and the the level of sogginess that the little cream pies turn into it's it's just perfect it's um it's it's cereal at its finest and and actually so and this is a total tangent about 
cereal and food. Um, but I am about halfway done with my Lego Seinfeld set that I got that that's like one of the coolest things ever. And of course it comes, there's so many like little details that are so amazing. Um, like the air conditioner on the back of the air conditioner, it says the commando 8,000 and you will never see it, but they, you put the sticker on there, which is so cool, but they definitely have the cereal up there. Um, so that's nice. Is it worth the $90? Do I need to buy it? It was 80 and it's worth every single penny <laughs> dude that's something i almost want to get my dad too because he's a huge seinfeld fan and i would love to have it right there next to the massive dude like, and it's not real. huge i mean yeah it's i a know bigger it's... set but it's 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 it would fit over there and man and not that i need it anymore seinfeld like nostalgia because i still watch them i gotta get it a... now i'm gonna yeah it's right so it, all the details man so many little details and it and what characters her, are in it is it just uh, the four? So the four and Newman. Newman. Yeah, Newman's I'll, in there too. I'll buy it now. And so Cora, Cora was building Kramer, and Kramer comes with a pretzel and his coffee table book. Cora <laughs> made every joke possible today about these pretzels are making me thirsty. And then I showed her the epi- the clip, and she was losing it. And she's just like, he's so silly. It's funny because... You don't drink a pretzel. Like, she totally didn't even get it, but she just thought it was the greatest thing. And then we put the, there's one of the little, like, fun things that you don't necessarily know is in it is the um, picture of Kramer, you know, like the fancy mm. picture in his suit. The portrait. So, yeah, the portrait that's on there. And we hung it, and she goes, Daddy, that's the, the thirsty pretzel guy. And I was just like, mm-hmm. Oh my God. Oh, proud dad amazing. moment right there. Dude, there's the oh, Festivus yeah. poll. Oh my gosh. There's Dude. so many things. You, oh my god. It, so I'm, I'm gonna buy two. One for me, one for to add to bag. I'm right telling now. you, that's you a good will Christmas not... gift for him, dude. Buy it now. Yep. Have it ready for Christmas. I I had to either choose between buying two or um I also wanted the the um Boba Fett Starship. So I had to get that too. <laughs> Okay, guys. Uh, shout out to Shady Nasty. He's just rich buying all these expensive Legos. You know they had to change the name of that, right? Because it's Slave uh, One, oh, I, and they call I, it the Boba Fett Starship. I specifically uh, called it out accurately. I said, "I'm just making Boba sure Fett. you knew yep, Boba Fett Starship." I said it right, <laughs> and it's a smaller version than the ones they've had before. But it it also comes with the Mandalorian. I, I think this one's sixty. So um, I'll be Dude, interested so... to see Chipo all the little the haunted house when you get because that's a big daddy. Set. It's a big um, one. I'm um, positive. Uh, all the little yeah. things that you will never know about that are in there. That's what's so cool about Lego. And I, I have almost bought the Ghostbusters one. That's two. Oh man, that's so that dope. Nintendo dude. Ghostbusters the, one is sweet. The the old NES, I guess, has some um, Easter eggs that are just phenomenal. That every article I've read, they're like, "We're not even going to tell you about them because we love you too much, but you have to buy it." So that's right, dude. Gosh, I'm. I'm afraid to buy it because I feel like my kids are just going to grab it and destroy my... Take it devast- to work. Put it up at I'd work. I'd be devastated. No, because then someone would... What if someone jacked it? I'd be devastated if I lost the Seinfeld. Anyways, guys, awesome discussions this week. What a better way to close out the show than talking about Seinfeld. What an amazing show. Best ever. Uh, gentlemen, Chipotle Bear, where can people find you? What are you up to this week? Got any big news or anything like that? Uh, no, I got one week left at work until all our teachers and stuff start returning. So it's a busy week, just getting things ready there. Um, I actually am going to redecorate my office, paint a big bureau on the wall, do a little home project for that. So I'll send you guys pics when that's all up and running. But other than that, just, uh, you know, enjoying the end of summer and looking forward to a little bit of cooler weather. My grass looks phenomenal. 
I've been cutting it every three days, like a true dad, um, which has been fantastic. But uh, no, other than that, find me on uh, Twitter, Chipotle underscore bear. Feel free to shout out and, um, you know, any, ask any questions, food recommendations, that kind of stuff. Or you can find me Instagram just at Chipotle bear. And uh, assistant to the assistant co-host, Bubble Boy. Yep, you can find that the name Bubble Boy in Seven is secured across most social medias. And um, good luck finding a post. Well, guys, this has been Xbox Record This Episode Thirteen. If you would like to find out more about our show, please visit XboxRecordThis.com. Uh, go out there and enjoy so many great games on Game Pass right now. We talked about a bunch of them. It's it's an awesome time, and we're not even into the fall. We still got so much coming. So. Shout out to Xbox. Shout out to my assistant co-host and the assistant to the co-host. And as always, gentlemen, see you online. See you online. See you online. (laughs) Xbox Record This is a podcast created by Daniel Walensic. You can follow him at Daddy Diwali on all social media. The assistant to the co-host is Jose Martinez, and you can follow him at Chipotle underscore bear on Twitter. The assistant to the assistant to the co-host is Chance Siegel, and you can follow him at BubbleBoyN7. You can follow the show at Xbox Record This on all social media. If you'd like to find out more about the show, visit XboxRecordThis.com.